Well, praise God. Well, I'm glad y'all are here. And so get your Bibles out this morning. Oh, come on. Give me a better one than that. Get your Bibles out. And I want to share a word with you um, for today. You know, I, 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 we're, you know, folks, it, it, I'm just like a broken record if I, you know, having to sit up here and tell y'all, you know, that we're in some crazy times. All right. I mean, there is no doubt we are in some bizarre, crazy times. And uh, the world is. The world's reeling to and fro. I mean, you, you got to understand, churches are shut down all over the world. Uh, the, 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 you know, people are, are social distanced. They're locked in homes. They're, you know, everything in the world's going on. That Things that we didn't ever think about. We didn't ever have to think about dealing with, you know. And so I, I wanted to have a good word for you this morning. Like I was going to come here with 2021, you know, blah, 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 blah. And... Uh, you know, some big rah-rah, cheer-cheer, yah-yah. And uh, I, 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 man, I can't, all I could come up with is 2021, no fun, the year of no fun. And I thought, that's terrible. I'm going to get up here and preach that. That's the only thing I could come up rhyming with, you know. So I said, well, let's forget about that. You know, I don't want to preach that. Come up here, yeah, it's a year of no fun, you know. So that's no good. So uh, so anyway, so my, my point is, is that I was just talking to the Lord. And, and so, you know, a lot of times the problem is in life is that we, we create within our minds the way that we think God should do things. Hello? Can I have an amen? amen. You know, last week, uh, I really wanted to preach last week, and, and I got exposed to someone who had uh, tested positive for COVID, and I said, well, that isn't smart for me to go to church and do this. I don't know. And so uh, Dwayne and I switched jobs. So I was here. I was out in the parking lot, and uh, and it was a new experience. I kind of liked it. I said, like, man, this is kind of cool. I'm just out here drinking my, my tea and eating peanuts and listening to the radio on the deal and watching the birds fly around, watching everybody. Who's coming to church? Oh, yeah, who's so-and-so's over there, you know? And I was just, just, just enjoying myself, you know? And it was so funny because, I, 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 you know, I, I was trying to experience what it's like for y'all. I mean, you know, folks, I'm the preacher. I'm here all the time. I've been doing this my whole life, you know, and so now I'm trying to experience this. So it came out, so I'm like, wait a minute, I can honk. You know, I mean, I can honk. And, I, and it was so funny. I'm sitting out there in my truck and I'm waiting for Dwayne to say something so I can honk. But I find this like anticipation on the inside of being like, can I honk? Is it okay to honk? And I'm like, I'm the pastor. I can honk. And then, well, then nobody else is going to honk. And, and so I, I got into this dilemma about, you know, honking. And so then I, I thought, well, what if I honk and then everybody thinks something's wrong? So I text Jake. I text Jake. Jake, Jake I'm going to honk. I'm not in trouble. Just, I'm going to honk. You know, so here in a minute, man, I just laid down on the horn and it felt so strange. You know, it was like everything I'd been asking y'all to do, honk, you know, because I needed some help early on in all this, you know. And, and, and so I honked and I was like, did I do something wrong, you know, and, you know, it, so there was this feeling. So anyway, then all of a sudden the Holy Ghost just comes into the car out there. I'm sitting in my truck and the Holy Ghost just comes in there. Man, I, Dwayne's preaching. I'm just writing all this message that I'm going to share with you all today up while he's preaching. I'm like, man, this is the way to do it. I mean, I'm just, man, I'm not, I'm just going at it. And so the Lord took me the next morning to Proverbs chapter three. Scripture, you all know, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, right? Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge me and I'll direct your paths. And, I, and it was like, it was a word of comfort for saying, look, I don't know what's going to happen, church. I'm going I'm to preach y'all a good message this morning for this year. 
I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to give you some vision. I'm going to point you in the right direction. But I can just tell you this. Our, our whole basis of everything is, man, we've got to trust in the Lord more than ever before. I know that we want things to work out like we want things to work out. And I'm not saying that it's not going to. I'm just saying you've got to trust in the Lord more than you ever have for this year coming up. I can't sit here this morning and prophesy this is going to happen or that's going to happen or this is going to happen or whatever. Okay, I still want and I want to tell you, I believe that with all of my heart, we need to be praying three times a day for our nation. And if 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 things start looking better, I don't think we should quit. All right. Just because you shot the first coyote doesn't mean that there's not a whole bunch more coming in for the sheep. Hello. So anyway, keep hunting. Keep praying and don't stop. All right. So but in 2021, I believe there's going to be some challenges. I do. I do believe there's going to be some challenges. I believe we need to be praying. I do not know what's going to happen on the 6th. When they're supposed to, uh, um, whatever you want to call it, qualify the electoral college votes and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what's going to happen. I know what I want to happen. Right? But I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what God's got in plan. He has not said to me one way or the other. I've talked to my buddies, my, my uh, people that I'm accountable to, other ministers. I've looked at all their stuff. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? And everyone is saying the same thing. He ain't saying nothing. Now, that's strange to me in the sense that I know that I'm not not hearing God if they're not hearing God. All right. Because God's doing something right now. But I know this God hadn't fallen off the throne. I know God's got a perfect plan. I know that you were born for this time in this season. Because God knows that you're the ones that are able to walk through it. Hello. That's what the Bible says. You were born for this time in this season. You may not like it. You may want it to be different. You may want to see things change and not be, you know, the way it is. But I want to tell you something. This is the time in the season you were born in. God's given you a voice and we're the ones that are going to let loose. So in 2021, this is what I have for the title of this message. 2021, we're going to take it to the next level. As a church, we're going to take it to the next level. You guys are some of the most amazing people on the face of the earth. This church, I'm telling you, this is not me. This is this church and what Jesus has done. We have done so many amazing things around the world. God has allowed us to. Starting churches, rescuing orphans, building buildings, blessing people. It is unbelievable. No church, no church should do what we do. And with a few mighty warriors, God's done a lot. But I believe in 2021, you're going to be challenged more than you've ever been challenged before. I think if you think 2020 was was challenging, I think 2021 is is if you're not ready and you're not prepared, it's going to knock you off your shoes. So what I say right off the bat is if they tell me to be quiet, I'm going to preach louder. If they tell me to stop. Don't go any farther. I'm going farther. If they tell me to. Don't spend money, save money. I'm going to give more than I've ever given. I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what they and them tell me to do. That's my big battle plan. All right. Now I want you to look at, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 is where I'm going to start this morning. But we got to take it as a church to the next level. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. It says, moreover, brethren, 
We make it known to you the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. Now, I preached a message uh, this past year about uh, that I believe that we're a Macedonian church. We do things here that, that are, are the impossible. That the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy, and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. That word right there where it says beyond their ability, if you go look it up in the Greek, it's the word that, that is, means hyper. Where we get our word where our kids, you say, oh, the kid's hyper. You know, he's jumping up, bouncing around. That's what it says. Their giving was hyper giving. All right. And if you look up that, it means over, above and beyond more than was required. That's what the word hyper in the Greek really means. Okay. So he said that the Macedonian church was a hyper church. And I'm just going to declare this morning that this year of 2021, Living Waters Church is going to be a hyper church. That we're going to abound more than we've ever done. I was frustrated, uh, uh, something going on a month ago, and, and I just felt, because we couldn't, you know, wouldn't have been able to travel, couldn't go, we couldn't get into Guatemala, couldn't do anything, and, and, I just, and so I called Sister Annie and said, Sister Annie, you got any needs, any needs, any needs whatsoever? And she says, well, our pastor in Mexico City, his car just broke down, I said, we're going to buy him another car. And she said, what? And I said, what? Just tell him right now, go find one, tell him how much it is, I'll pay for it. And so we just got his car. We just bought it. He just got it uh, this, this past week, picked the thing up. He's so excited. He's traveling all over Mexico. They're holding uh, missions, getting people saved, blessed, healed, touched, whatever. And I'm just like, see, sometimes you've got to do something kind of hyper. Sometimes when the devil comes at you and he pushes you, you've got to do something back so much that blows them out of the water. Okay? So I just declare in 2021, we're going to build more churches than we've ever built both physical and online. Everybody out there listening online, I just want to tell you this morning, you have a church in your home. If you're watching online and this is where you are at, you're not, a, you're not you know, here in Utopia and you're, you're listening online, I just want you to know you've got a church in your home. You should start inviting people to your house and having church. Yeah, yeah. You should start inviting people over and coming over there. You find your neighbors, find those that aren't around, and bring them over and have church. Go ahead and serve them a meal. Bless them. Just, just do whatever. I don't, I don't know how you arrange it, but I'm telling you, you need to start a church in your house by just having them come over on Sunday mornings and listen to the broadcast. Sit down there. Minister to them. Find out who's around you. Let me know about it. I want to hear because, see, I know that we've got roughly 500 uh online viewers right now this morning, and I just know that that would just be really cool to me to see 500 churches started. So you start praying about it, see how God can arrange it, and, and start taking what God has given you there and utilize it, because I'm believing that for online churches, as many in physical churches, but I, I, I want to build some physical churches. Can I have an amen? amen? Why not? Why not just do more than we've ever done? Why not just go nuts? Why not just go crazy? Why not just go show the devil? You want to mess with us? You pressure us. You put some pressure on me. You tell me to shut out. You tell me I don't say the right things. You're going to shut me off the air. You're going to do all these things. You start pressuring me. You start making it think like everything's going to go bad. Well, okay, you mess with us. We're just going to get 50,000 people saved. You pressure me. We'll just build some more churches. You just go show us. Uh, you see, folks, you, this is what I believe is happening. See, the problem is, and I'm going to get down this in another point, but I got to say it. The problem is, is that we want to see miracles, but miracles take place when there's problems. 
The church has been crying out forever. We want to see miracles. Well, for there to be miracles, somebody's got to be sick. Who wants to volunteer for that job? Oh, okay, Lord, I'll be the sick one so they can lay hands on me. You know, nobody wants to do that. For there to be a miracle in finances, somebody has to be in poverty. See, the church has got it all messed up. The church is always saying, Lord, we want to see miracles. We want to see you move. Well, in order for that to happen, there's got to be sick. There's got to be poverty. There's got to be lame. There's got to be blind. Where else are you going to see miracles? You're not going to see miracles. I'm going to get, yeah, I'm messing up my points here. Jesus said you need a physician. You don't need a physician. You people right now, you don't need a physician. Well, if you don't, ain't nobody sick, then how are you going to see a miracle of healing? You see that in the hospital. We're going to rescue more orphans, okay? We're going to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It's time for the church. It's time for you as the saints of God that to be, feel that you're equipped to step out in the power of the Holy Ghost and go and minister to your neighbors, minister to the people around you, to reach out. That's the church. Showing people love. The other day I was in a store and there was a girl behind the counter and she, I, I just looked at her and she just looked upset. And so I said, I said, ma'am, you okay? And she just had, she was just fighting back tears. And, and, and I said, what's the matter? And she said, oh, this, you know, this COVID, it's just everybody's getting sick around us and I just don't know what to do. And, and I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I said, you have a 99% recovery rate. <clears throat> and, she, and it was as if no one had ever given her a word of hope or anything. Like the enemy had just worked in her mind, death. And I said, ma'am, you have a 99% recovery rate for COVID. I mean, you, you're young, you're strong, I, I, you know. And, and she said, she just looked at me, she said, Really? And I want to say, where have you been? You know, uh, you definitely don't listen to anything. But you just see the relief come over her. And I thought to myself, my gosh, you know, just me saying that, which I was almost, you know, I, I was almost saying it in the wrong way, you know, like. And here she just brought relief to her. And I saw, I saw the power of a few words out of my mouth, bless a person. And so my point is, folks, that's what our job is to do is equipping the saints. How are we going to do this? You're going to have to be equipped. You're going to have to get stronger to get out of your comfort zones because, folks, it's not going to be pretty when you see the miracles work. Have y'all thought about this? It's not going to be all nice and nice and sweetsy and the comfort of your chairs and whatever. It's around sick people. Okay? So... Here we go. How are we going to do this? Point number one. Dwayne preached it last week. I tell you, he did a great job. If y'all didn't get blessed out of that message, man, I'm telling you, you weren't listening. Because I, like I said, I got a whole message out of this thing. The very first thing is we have to have a heart that's set on Jesus, on him. Our hearts must be like flint set upon Jesus is the answer. Folks, listen to me. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is not just the reason for the season. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer to life. Jesus is the answer for everything. You say, oh, y'all hear that? No, we got to get the reality of it. That Jesus is the answer for every situation going on in somebody's life. To have a relationship with him. And so our hearts have to be set like Flint that we will not be talked out of it. We will not, be, we will not get watered down. We will not in any way face change our face, change our anything, because our hearts are set like Flint. Dwayne said, he, he, you don't have an opinion, 
But you got to know what the word says. Listen to me. It's not about what you think. We've been through too, too long of being in denominational church where we've just gone and, well, let's see what the Baptists believe. I'm a Baptist. That's what the Baptists believe. I'm a Methodist. That's what the Methodists believe. I'm a Presbyterian. That's what the Presbyterians believe. No, no, what does the Bible say? What is Jesus? What is he saying in his word? What did he say? And then what are you going to say? Had a person one time tell me, he said, you know, the Bible says God helps those who help themselves. And I said, does it? I said, uh, where in the scriptures is that? Well, I don't know, but it's in there. I said, really? I said, you know, you, can you give me chapter and verse? No, but I know it's in there. I said, no, actually, that's a quote from Benjamin Franklin. Ben boy said that. Polly flying his kite. Jesus didn't say it's not in the Bible. But see, people believe things. They believe things that aren't in the word. All right? Now, I've already been told I'm crazy for this, but I'm going for it, all right? I believe we're going to take it to the next level. How many of y'all want to take it to the next level? How many of you want to know God better in 2021? Do you really? Are you just want to, you want me to just get some anointing oil and just put it on you and then you get it? Or do you want to have to maybe do a little work for it? Hmm? Uh-oh. The pastor seemed like he's setting me up for something here. Okay, so here we go. Dwayne said, see, I'm putting it all on him. Y'all got any complaints with this message? Dwayne preached this last week. I took it. He's the one you need to talk to. He said the best way you can hear the voice of God is through the word. That's what he said last week. I agree with him wholeheartedly. The best way you're going to hear the voice of Jesus is to be reading the word and see what it says in the word. Let him pop that word out to you. Whoa, there it is. All right. So. Did you know that there's 260 chapters in the New Testament? Everybody say 260. 260. Do you know that if you divide 260 by five, you know what you get? 52. How many weeks are there in a year? Oh, 52. So do you know that if you read five chapters in the New Testament, You started in Matthew chapter one, and you read through chapter five, and you did that one, you did one chapter five days a week. I'm giving you two days off, five days a week. And you did that by the end of the year, next year, when 2022 came, you would have read through the New Testament completely. Hello? So we're not doing a plan this year. We're not going to do the plan where I'm going to give you one chapter that you read all week. I'm going to stretch you to take it to the next level to say, will you read five chapters in a week so that at the end of this year, we have all read the New Testament? Somebody said, well, I already have my reading plan and I don't, I don't, uh, you know, uh, I do my own devotional pastor. Well, good for you. But I want to ask you to add five more minutes. Now, this is what I want you to do this morning. Uh, Get your phone out or get your Bible out, and I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 1. Now, I know some of you say, well, I don't read much. You know, I'm not much of a reader. Now, I want to give you, I want to tell you, right off the bat, Matthew chapter 1, it's pretty rough right the first part. You're going through names, all right? But it's still the living Word of God. So, what I want you to do, and, and I don't know, Christy, can you put... 
I don't know, like, can you put up on the screen, like, Matthew chapter 1, and then can you, like, read it yourself? And then as you get to the bottom of it, then you just go scroll up to the next one, because we're going to sit here. I want to show you how long it takes. All right? In a minute, I'm going to say go. And I want you to read Matthew chapter 1, and I'm going to time you. Say, pastor's gone insane. No, I want to show you something here. I want to break the fallacies. Just like I couldn't honk the horn, I had this little anticipation about honking the horn. I'm going to break all the mental things that the enemies have replaced in your head this morning and destroy it right here in the next three or four minutes. Okay? So, I don't, can, will it work like that? Like you read it and then just go up to the next one so that everybody can see it going up right here? And so don't get in a hurry because you read fast. Don't speed read through here. All right? So, okay, everybody got your Bibles? Got it? Down Matthew chapter 1. Okay, read. Two minutes and 17 seconds. Okay, let's give it three minutes. Three minutes? All I'm asking you to do, folks, three minutes. You give Jesus three minutes, five days a week? That sounds shameful. Well, Lord, I gave you three minutes. Are y'all with me? All I'm saying is first next double we're taking it to right here as a church is I'm saying let's read through the New Testament as a church this year. I'm going to add that to my reading and my devotion on the way I do my reading. I'm just adding it to it so that I have it sitting over on the side so that I'm up with everything that we're reading through. We're going to read Matthew 1 through 5, then it's going to be 6 through 11 or however that works. And just keep going by fives all the way through. We'll finish it at Revelation 22. Okay? Now, we're going to put it up on the app. So if you go to the app, you, you want to know what, what's going on, where you're at, it's going to be on the app. Darcy's getting that all arranged, and it'll be up there. I hadn't checked this morning to see if she's got it up yet, but it's going to be on there with the chapter, so you can actually go to the app, the Waterhole app, put it on there, read it right off there. So, boom, bada-bing. Hello? Okay. In doing that, you're going to hear the voice of Jesus. There's no doubt. You're going to hear the voice of Jesus. You're up in your game because we're going to have to hear the voice of Jesus to walk through 2021. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself in trouble. The second thing is, okay, we have to realize that it's the time that we're in that we as Christians have to wake up. We, people are telling me, not, not a lot of people, but I, I get a voice every now and they're telling me that as a pastor, I shouldn't be involved in the political arena. I should just preach to y'all about Jesus and just you know, let the rest just lie. But I tell you, that's not true because there's events coming on the face of the earth right now that are prophetic. They are fulfilling Bible prophecy. And what we see going on today in the world around us, it is prophetic. It was spoken hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago that it was going to be like this. And so I have to bring it out. If I'm going to be a good shepherd to the sheep, I have to be able to say, oh, yeah, this is already spoken of Isaiah said about this. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, no, 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 this over here, this is, you know, oh, oh, uh, you know, Haggai, he was talking about that. Hosea said this about this. If I don't, well, then what kind of a good shepherd am I to tell you that the events taking place on the face of the earth right now have already been foreordained? Okay, now, the third thing. Now, I'm going to go through these kind of fast because I really want to get to the end of it so we can have communion. And I may re-preach the whole message, so I'm going to just kind of brush through some things. The third thing is, is that we have to be strong in our faith, and we have to keep the course. Joshua 23, 6. Look at that. Joshua 23, 6. 
It says, therefore, be courageous to keep to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. At least you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. We've got to keep our faith and keep the course, because I'm telling you, you're going to be hammered more this year to not voice your opinion as a Christian. Do not say what the Bible says. You're going to be pressured more this year to, 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 to not keep the faith. And so you better get ready. You better get ready to keep the faith and say, no, I believe my Bible's true. You don't have to have an opinion. So what Dwayne said last week, you don't have to have an opinion. I don't have an opinion. I'm just telling you what the word says. Take it up with Jesus. All right. But when Christians read the word, this is what happens. The voice of Jesus becomes alive to them. The word becomes alive. Say, no, I don't think that's the way it is. I think that's not what that, the scripture says this. Why? Because you know it because you read it. Okay. We've got it. What's coming on the world right now, and it's gonna, you're going to start to see it coming past in, in 21. What's coming on the world right now is that we have to build our family strong. Folks, listen to me. You that have children and, and, and grandchildren, you have to be building them. My, all of my grandkids, my kids and my grandkids, they're, on this, they're, they're reading it. They're going to finish it up. I was talking to, to Darcy yesterday and, and with the older kids, and I said, man, they're going to read it. They're going to read it. They'll buy. We're all going to do this. We're going to be on them. I'm going to be on them. Papa's going to be on them. Okay, we've got to build our families. We've got to be strong. We as Christians are not mice, mouses, little voices in the world. Hello, we've got to have a loud voice. All right. Now, the fifth one here is that we got to sound the alarm. Now, you know, like I said, I, have, I wasn't sick with COVID, but I came in contact with somebody. And so I tried to isolate myself. And so best way to isolate yourself is go to hunting blind. And so... Uh, the one thing I hate is pigs. I hate pigs. I went broke in the pig business back in the 80s. I hate pigs. God don't even like pigs, okay? And so I was hunting for some pigs, and I was sitting in the blind, but all of a sudden, I'm sitting there. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. I'm, uh, it's beautiful out there. The deer are coming in, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I, I get all caught up in, 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 in the moment, uh, in, in, in the Spirit and the Holy Ghost. To start, man, I start getting this message, and I'm starting to write these things down, and I'm starting to... So I'm really sitting there like this in the blind. Just writing up. And so all of a sudden, this old doe, I wasn't hunting deer. I was hunting pigs, and so I didn't care about the deer. Deer all out there running around, flock, frolicking around, eating corn, doing whatever. And so this doe, I got the wind perfect to me. And she can't see me, but she just all of a sudden decides something's up. And so she goes out there. So I start watching her and she's not very far, 75 yards from me. And so she gets out there and she does the, the typical doe thing, look in the air and <laughs> stomps her foot, snorts. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, Sally. You can't see me in here, you know. And so she goes around there. So she starts working it, you know, working the wind and trying to And then she eats a little bit and then she snorts and snorts and snorts. And but then I, I get to looking at all the rest of the deer, and nobody's paying her any attention. So I thought, hmm, write this up. Here she is. She's trying to sound the alarm. You know, there's a killer on the loose. And all the other deer is, eat, 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 corn eater. She snorts a few times, stomps her foot, somebody looks over there, and then they just go back to eating. Nobody cares. So I thought to myself, what is this doe? She got no clout with the, the, the clan here, you know? Nobody thinks she, or she's just the old snorter. And so everybody's like, oh, it's old, old Sally over there. She's always snorting, you know. 
Nobody's paying her any attention. And I'm like, here we are. This is what we've been doing. I said, and this, so I started feeling sorry for the dog. I said, hey, I know how you feel. I'm trying to sound the alarm too. Telling everybody, man, what's happening? Ain't nobody listening to me either. And so then she snorts at me. She goes, she works this thing. She works it up. Then she's back and forth. She's trying to win me and everything. Then all of a sudden she, somehow she determines that I'm in the blind, but I'm just, I'm dead still. I'm not moving an inch. And I won't even look at her. Okay, I just got her in the, my peripheral vision. And so she's like, whoa, 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 and she snorts. And, you know, she's just really trying to work it. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm like death. And they're just, I'm not moving. So now she's got me kind of lined up. And I can't move. And so she's just working it. And she's working it. She works it some more and goes around there. And I, then I look past her and look at all that. Ain't nobody listening. So in a minute she goes and she comes by and she's convinced I'm in the blind. So it's like she goes and tells the rest of the group. She goes out and she makes a big, you know, pasuate out there and she comes out and she goes out to the deer and she's like, she's, I, I, you know, I didn't see her lips moving, but it's like she's talking. There's really something in the blind over there. I'm telling y'all. So she gathers about three more up that all of a sudden they're like, is there really something over there? So then they start coming. So I said, hey, you're doing pretty good now. You've sounded the alarm long enough and loud enough. Now you got three more coming. So then they go and they come by and then they start looking at the mic. And they're all doing the old, old head moves, looking in there trying to see me. I'm just sitting there dead still. I've got the wind perfect. They ain't going to smell me. But they just are convinced. So then, so then in a minute, those three go and then they start gathering up a few more. So they finally ended up with about half of the group was convinced something was in the blind. Right. But it took them a long time. This is a 30 to 45 minute process to gather it up. And I thought to myself, man, is that not what's going on, folks? We're jumping up and down. We're stomping our foots. We're snorting, saying this is not right. And people are just eating corn. They're just going about their daily activities, going out there, trying to figure out how they're going to get to work, griping, complaining about the inconveniences of having to deal with the mask and the the. the the, the, all the, the restrictions and this and that and the other, uh, complaining, griping, watching the news, complaining, griping, watching the news, complaining, griping, watching the news, saying this is news, you know, this and that and the other, and going through there and just going about, we got to get the kids to soccer practice, we got to go to this, what are we going to do? No, we can't do that, that that's canceled, we're going to have school, we're not going to have school, we're going to do this, and it's just going around, and it's just like us sitting around eating the dough, we're missing what's going on. So take the same scenario, I'm the bad guy, I'm the killer in the blind. The dough was right and everybody else is just out there eating and I'm the killer. But I want to tell you something, the craziest thing that I see going on right now in the world today is that the killer is standing up saying, hey guys, I'm the killer. And everybody still is eating corn. I mean, there's crazy things going on right now that I'm like, folks, it's got to see that this is not righteous. I mean, we're not idiots. President Trump got more votes than any president in the last 60 years and Biden beating by 10 million votes? How is that possible? The guy can't even get a, 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 a if he gives away free beer and barbecue, he can't get 100 people to come listen to him. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just saying there's some things in life that I'm looking at that the enemy is jumping up and down saying, I, you know, I'm the killer, I'm the killer, and we're still eating corn. Nobody wants to raise up and say, oh, well, because I'm telling you, there's so many Americans right now that no matter what goes on, they're going to forget about the election. 
And they're going to go through and forget that we had an election stolen from us and that they're, I guarantee it's not. I've told you this before. I'm not about politics. I'm not about Democrats and I'm not about Republicans. I'm about free elections. And this would be in America and the great country that it is being able to know that when we vote for somebody, they're going to get elected. All right. The enemy can't just jump up and down and throw it in our face. And everybody say, oh, well, just let it go. That's what they want to say. Oh, just let it go. You stole in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. You stole the election and you were supposed to just let it go. You better be sounding the alarm. They're literally out front now. It's not hidden anymore. You're going to hear words in 2021 come up more and more and more. The big reset. The Green New Deal. The global agenda. These are words that are already being put out to us. They're throwing them out and then see how we react. But if you go look up any of these things, if you go look up any of these things, the big reset, the, the Green New Deal or the global agenda, it will tell you that they want to have a new one world order. OK, they want to come in there. They want to have one government. They do not want to have countries. They want to have regions. And that every country right now, not America, not just America, right now in Israel, right now in Hungary, right now in Romania, any country that's standing as a national country in pride for their nation, the, 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 the president is being, uh, you know, spoken out as a conservative, whatever, because there's different terms of conservative and let's use it as, as a broad term. As a conservative president, they're trying to take him out all around the world. This is not happening just in America. Any country that is a national country that wants to stand up for pride of being whatever, Hungarians or Romanians or whatever, they're trying to take them out. Why? Because they've got to set up the one world order. Well, folks, because I read my New Testament, it all talks about it in here. It talks about that the times have got to be set for there to be a one world government in order for the Antichrist to come in. This is Bible prophecy being fulfilled in our midst. It's taking place. You're living the book of Acts right now. See, I don't believe the book of Acts is through being written. Hear me now. I believe it started in Acts 1, right? And then got to the, and then the day of Pentecost came and it goes on through and it's still being written today. Your story is being written in here. And I believe that it's still being written because I, and I believe that we are the people living right now in the times of seeing what's happening and that there's a new one world order coming up and they've got to get rid of you. They've got to get you to be quiet because you're the problem. Because we're Christians and they can't deal with Christians. They've got to get rid of Christians. They've got to get Christians voices to shut up and stop because you are the issue because we're believing in a God and a a word of truth and a certain way of living and what righteousness is. And if you, they get you to shut up, well, then they can go invent whatever they want to. Hello? So folks, I'm telling you, you're in the way. Now, there's two sides of this for me. The apostle Paul said, I would rather die and go to heaven and be with Jesus than to be here on earth. But that's what I want to do. He said, it's more needful that I stay here with you than I go to be with Jesus. Paul's like, shoot me. Feed me to the lions. I don't care. I want to go be with Jesus. But he said, but it's more needful that I'm here with you. Well, I'm kind of tore like that because I realize that if the Antichrist appears and man, we, woo, we're out of here. I'm in heaven. I'm sitting at the marriage supper of the lamb. I'm enjoying heaven and 
Got my, whoo, my, my unbruisable, glorified body. No more aches and pains, glorified body. Are y'all with me? But the Lord doesn't give me the break because, see, I can't just sit here and say, ah, oh, well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen and just don't do anything because people are going to get saved. You see, folks, people have got to find out about Jesus because, folks, people don't know about Jesus. Now I want you to be encouraged about something. You see, I'm telling you right now, I don't care if they shut me off on YouTube or whatever, y'all, you know, whatever you can send me. I believe the election was stolen. I don't believe there's any way that Biden got 81 million votes. So, but that still tells me that America is, a, is 50-50, okay? Because there's a lot of people came out and voted for Trump and they're conservative people. And I don't know that they're necessarily Christians. They just may have wanted to see it for the economy. But uh, that still tells me that at least 50% of the people in the United States have got some sense, right? But then that means there are 50 of them that don't. And those people need to know Jesus because they are out of their minds crazy, all right? Do you notice? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, do you keep noticing how they keep bringing up Democratic pastor-type individuals to try to fill this role? But when you listen to what they believe, they're, they're nuts. All right? Why? Because they're trying to work on men like that will accept it. But folks, listen, if it don't line up with the Word of God, it didn't, it didn't write. I don't care how you cut it. We don't get a free interpretation of interpreting the Bible. All we can do is preach the Bible. Okay? Now, have you noticed, uh, even, even in Britain, all the people of Britain rise up and say, we want out of the European Union. And they ain't got out yet. Why? Because the governments want to keep them in. Because the European, the, 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 the European Union is already a, a, a small little piece of all, the, all of it becoming one world. See, we got to wake up, folks. This is happening. This is biblical prophecy. The Bible says that the Antichrist is going to arise. He's going to take out. There's going to be a one world government. He's going to come in with the answer. He's going to look like he is the Messiah, that he's got the answer. Now, before he steps into the temple, before he takes that position, we're out of here, I believe. But there's a time period of all this getting arranged. You're seeing biblical prophecy being... So then listen to me. It's not the Democrats. It's not the progressives. It's not the liberals. It's the demonic forces behind it trying to arrange all this, just trying to find host that they can speak through. All right? That's what's taking place. That's what's going on right now. We're living it. So 2021 is going to be an exciting time, but I'm going to tell you it's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult time because... Folks, listen to me. Just like I said a while ago, people are going to get healed because they're sick. You're not going to have a healing revival if there's no sick. Where's, where, where are the lost people? Well, they're not in church. Not majority of times. They're out in the world. They're all out there. Okay, the sixth thing. I think I skipped one here. I skipped four. How do y'all know I skipped four? <laughs> I did skip four. You know why I skipped four? Because my computer went from three to five. Number four. You know how you just start doing that? I never have quite figured that out. I have not learned that after all these years. You start, it starts doing one, and you start listing them like that. Then all of a sudden, if you change and turn around, then it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. I need some help in that. Anyway, number four. So, was we, no, number four was we had to sound the alarm. 
So then number five, I'm on number five now, which it says six in here, but it's number five. Okay, the, number, the fifth one is that we have to realize God's on our side. Folks, listen to me. If God's on our side, how can we lose? If God be for me, who can be against me? If he sent Jesus to die for me? So I don't know how it's going to all come out in the works, but I just know if God's for me, well, then we're going to get through it. But we have to realize we've got to get mentally prepared for it because I just don't believe it's going to be pretty. I'll be honest with you. I don't believe it's going to be pretty either way it goes. But God's on our side. Go to Psalms 121. It's the Psalms that you really need to probably look into this year and maybe print it and put it up on your fridge so you look at it all the time. Psalms 121. I will lift up my eyes into the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. Do you know in those days they used to always put, you know, basically their, their altars or their totem poles or whatever you want to call it up on the hills? And so they used to say, you know, like, like uh, the, the people would lift up their eyes to the hills because they were looking to that God to help them. And, 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 and the psalmist here is saying, I will, lift up, I'll, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, but where, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Folks, listen to me. If you're going to see miracles, you're going to see signs and wonders, you're going to see God moving big, then I want to tell you something. There's going to be some shaking going on. But you watch how God will take you through it if you tr fully trust in him. You watch how God will take you through it if you're just relying and totally dependent on him. That's why we got to be strong. We don't need to say, oh, gosh, I don't know what's coming. Oh, this looks, oh, golly, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. You know no, no, no. We're reading the word. We're staying in the word. We're hearing the voice of Jesus. We're walking on. We're prepared. We're ready. For my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow my foot to be moved. Does that, listen, does that mean when only when times are good? We've got to get out of the mindset that God is moving and God is doing something if everything is going according to our plan. And see, I know we don't really want to hear that. We want to hear smooth sailing. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear smooth sailing. Everything's going to be okay. Everything, nothing's going to change. Everything's, oh, no problems. Everything's good. You're not going to have any challenges. Just stay, go to church, be strong, it'll be okay. No, I'm just telling you. I believe that we've got some troubled times coming, and we need to be prepared, but it's okay. God's on our side. He's not going to allow our foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Now, let me give you the next one, which I believe, I guess, is six. Proverbs 13, 24. Now I'm going to go real quick through these last ones, and then I've already lost time. So we can have communion here. Y'all got out so quick last week, I'm making up for it. The sixth one. Proverbs 13, 24. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Isn't it interesting? That Solomon, the wisest man in the world, said, look, if you, if you will not discipline your child, you don't love him. So see, people, you're hearing a lot about, people are talking about love and acceptance and all this, and this is how the world is. What, what fundamentally they want to do is they want to change America to a new religion. They have to get rid of the religion 
the Judeo-Christian value that we've already had, which basically says this is true, and they've got to get rid of it and they've got to replace it with something. And so what they're replacing it with is what they're going to be saying is, you know, like free love, total acceptance of everything, do what you want to, be what you want to, okay? Nancy Pelosi right now is trying to put into uh, Congress that none of the, any representative speaking there all has to use gender neutral terms. And so they can't use father, mother, brother, sister. They always have to use they and them, third pronouns and everything, because you don't want to offend anybody because somebody may feel like a woman and you called them a man because they're a man. All right? Because you can't offend anybody because it's going to be this, well, listen to me. It says here that if you love someone, you discipline them. You go to them and get them by the hand and you say, no, no, that's wrong. Don't do that. No, stop. Hello? So then it... So true love, then, is going to somebody, standing out there like the old doe, jumping up and down, starting, saying, no, don't go down that road. That's the wrong way. That would be true love. True love would be jumping out in the middle of the cars of traffic, stopping them because the bridge is out. Not sitting there saying, well, they want to drive their cars, and, you know, Lord bless them. If you were, let's just say you were pulling a truck and a trailer. And you came up and you saw the bridges out. And if anybody went over there, it's going to fall to their death. And you pulled the truck and trailer out in the middle of the road and you stopped traffic. The first few people are going to jump out of the car and say, what are you doing, you stupid idiot? Right? Get that thing off the road. I got to go. I'm in a hurry. And you say, hey, the bridge is out, stupid. You're going to drive, you're going to drive over to your death. Oh, thank you. So when we jump out in front of them and start saying, hey, don't go that way. You go down that road. You're going to end up in destruction. That would be love. Love is not just sitting down and letting yourselves just say, oh, well, we'll just pray for them and everything will be okay. No, love is getting up and maybe doing some protesting, doing some civil disobedience, doing some jumping up and down and saying, no, 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 you ain't going this direction. Come on. I didn't get near enough. Amen out of that. That would be love. And Christians have laid down. They've accepted the, the new world order and the new agenda and tried to figure out how they're going to be able to get around it and skirt around it rather than stepping up and saying, no, that's wrong. It's not in the Bible. It's not true. You can't do that. But if we want to walk in love, I want to keep people from destruction. Okay, let me just give you the other ones. The next one is, oh, that's a good one. Can I just give you one more and then I'll do the rest because this one's really good. 1 Corinthians 16, 22. 1 Corinthians 16, 22. The Apostle Paul's finishing up the letter to the, to the church at Corinth and he says, If anyone does not love the Lord Christ, let him be accursed. O Lord, come. And I was looking up that word accursed and it means anathema. But it means a thing devoted to God without hope of being redeemed. And if, and if it was like, a, like if, even if it was an animal, to be slain. Therefore, a person or thing doomed to destruction, a curse, a man a curse, devoted to the direst of woes. All right? So what the Lord spoke to me about, he says, people, gotta, you got to quit getting mad at the wicked. You got to quit, quit 
getting mad at this person, that person. I can't believe so-and-so did this. I can't believe so-and-so did that. I can't believe he did this. And what are they like? Listen to me. The wicked are the wicked, all right? And what Paul said here is you just set them aside for Jesus to deal with them. That's what he says. If anyone doesn't love the Lord, let him be accursed. In other words, just set him aside, put him over there, and let the Lord deal with him. So you got to watch this year. Don't let this year be the year of anger for you. It's kind of like I've given up. I don't even understand it. Like, like, if, like it, it seems as I'm getting older, you know, like I have different hurts and aches and pains and places that I don't know why. And I've spent it and wasted a lot of time trying to figure out why. Like this morning I woke up, I got this big bruise on my shoulder. Laura said, what'd you do? I said, I got slice idea. I have no idea why I got a bruise there. Why do I have one here? So what my point is, is I found out, just quit trying to figure out why your foot hurts or your leg hurts or your, why is your muscle stretch, you know, doesn't feel right or why you got a bruise here or there, whatever. Just forget about it. Just live life. Just live your moment and go on. Just get over it. Stretch it out. Do whatever you got to do and just go on. Well, it's just like that with the wicked. There, you can't understand it. You can't forget. Oh, I just can't believe he did that. And why is he doing this? And why are they saying this? Every actor all of a sudden thinks that they've got the great idea. They don't know nothing. They're actors. Dear Lord, anybody that's an actor. I, oh, yeah. I told my wife, if I was president, I would accept. Just Let me finish this. I would accept the 11 million aliens that are in the world, I mean, in the United States that they're all arguing about right now, I'd, I'd take all 11 million illegal aliens, right? And I would just take them in there if the actors would leave. <laughs> that would be my deal. Anybody that's been in a movie, you've got to go. You have no more voice. We'll take these and maybe we can educate them and help them. But if you've been an actor, you're out. Because I'm getting about sick and tired just because somebody starred in a movie and they made some money that they think they got sense. They don't know nothing. Their whole job is acting. It's not real. They are actors. They pretend for a living. So obviously they're pretending like they know something. So what you've got to do this year is you have got to just let Jesus deal with them. And that's what Paul's saying. Anathem. Just call them a curse. Just go on. Just let Jesus deal with them. Just put them over there. And just go on, because if you don't, you're going to get bogged down and consumed with all the wrong that's going on. And that's not what he's called us to do. He's called us to step into it and fix the problem right there, to step into the situation and bless those who are around us, to step into the situation equipped as the saints of God, set in our faith, like Flint, going for it and have an answer for somebody right there, because we know what the word says. And those, let the Lord deal with them. Amen. Now, I've got two more points, but I'm not going to get into them because they're going to take even longer and we need to have communion. So what I want to do now, uh, sweetie, can you come play? And uh, this is what I want to do. I just want to ask you, I gave you a lot of information and I'm going to have to go over this again. But I just want to ask you today that we're going to take communion together. Those of you at home that are, get your communion ready and get it because uh, I'll be serving you in just a minute. But when you come to the altar today to receive communion, I want to ask you, to just set your heart that you're going to serve Jesus with all of your heart this year and you're going to take it to the next level. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just give the Holy Spirit that place in your life and then let him do it. He'll do it. He'll line you up. He'll, he'll, he'll arrange everything, okay? But you got to give him place. Amen? And so as we prepare our hearts here, okay, let me have my... my 
uh, pastoral team, prayer team, come down and help. If you're out there watching today and you're watching the video and, 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 and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've never committed your life to him. Well, I just want you to know the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you would do that, then he said you would be saved. You see, it's about Jesus not just being a good man, not just being a prophet, but Jesus being the, you believe, is the Son of God and asking him to come into your life and forgive you of your sins. I know the world's got it wrong because they, they think, oh yeah, Jesus was a good man, but listen to me, you need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that Jesus paid the price for your sin and my sin. And as soon as you ask him to come into your life, as soon as you ask him to forgive you of your sins, as soon as you confess and believe that he is the son of God, then right there he touches you, saves you, delivers you, heals you, whatever you need, because now you're in the kingdom of God. If you're in the building today and you're not sure that you're right with God, you're not sure that, that, that you're enter, entering into 2021 with knowing that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life, well, then I want to tell you something. You need to come to one of these prayer team people, and it's before you take communion, you need to get them just to pray with you. You need to just give your life to Christ right now this morning, and don't hesitate and walk out those doors. So for those of you at home, And for everyone in here, On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he said, now take and eat for this is my body which was broken for you. Jesus went to the cross and his body was, was broken so that your body could be healed. By faith, as we take this communion today, by faith, whatever you need physically, it's here today for you. So, Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. So take and eat. Then afterwards, he took the cup. And he said, this cup, is a, it's a new covenant in my blood. Poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of our sins. So take it and drink. So Lord, we thank you for what this cup represents, a new covenant that our sins can be forgiven, washed away, made white as snow. Lord, I praise you for it and I thank you for it. So take and drink.